Welcome to the Unlearning Patterns podcast. A space to share the journey of growth with open conversations and vulnerability. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Tony. Welcome back to the Unlearning Patterns podcast. In today's episode, you'll be hearing part two of the Enneagram. We all took some time to reflect on each other's Enneagram type. Linda is a type two, Tony is a type nine, and Linda's husband and I are both actually type fours, but he's a different type four. So it was really interesting to hear her reflect on him and to be able to see another perspective of a four. Tony and I have been positively impacted by the Enneagram and by Linda. That is the reason why we decided to have her on. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. We talked about ourselves uh, and kind of, you know, our our numbers um, that we are uh, with the Enneagram. Let's shift the conversation to what we love about partners. And I know your husband's not here for you to do it, but then you can can tell us, like, what, what you love about him. Uh, and, and also, you know, uh, if you want to throw in there, you know, not not a lot, but maybe just one thing that, that you made this like. Yeah. So I think um, what he can improve on is things that we've already talked about. Right. Because uh, Charlotte is a four. And um, what I really love about him is that he does love me deeply. He loves me intensely. Um, it's a little frustrating sometimes when all he has is the feeling. And then there's no action for it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I trust that you love me. I know that. Um, but I, I am, because I'm a two, and we've talked about love languages, because I do so many things for other people, I want to see him do things for me too. Um, other things that I love about him, it is very interesting to see um, his bandwidth of tolerance is so high. I think it's too high for his own good. Um, but he can go through deep, 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 deep suffering, and you would never know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, um, that's an amazing thing about fours. But then, of course, as a two, I feel helpless because I'm like, well, but I want to help you. And, like, you need help with that. And he's just like, no, I'm good. Now that, you know, you kind of talked about that, and, um, and obviously because uh, I know your husband, too. I realized that my husband and my cousin are the same force because they're both quiet yes. and they both can take a lot of yes. of like emotional pain, yes. but they'll never tell you yes. what that is. Yes. And like they'll just go on their own, own about it mm-hmm. and they'll sit with it, but they'll always show up kind of like the same as what it was, as like yours. So, so in a way, it's different from, from you. With the Enneagram being a system, there's something called subtypes or instinctual variants. And it just talks about how we as humans have three instincts. Self-preservation, which is like protecting our own needs, getting everything we need for ourselves for basic human survival. Um, And then connection one-on-one, that intimate one-on-one connection. And then also a social connection. So Charlotte, I think we talked about it. You're more of a social for. Um, Your cousin and my husband, they are self-preservations for. So they are the most stoic and like emotionless fours there are on the outside but they are like a hurricane of emotions on the inside mm-hmm. um and so it's really interesting because i think i found out that your cousin was a four through the mutual friend who was a two mm-hmm. 
And he was like, yeah, I think, you know, um, Tony's cousin is a four and he's definitely this and that. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I can definitely see that. And then later on with my conversations with Charlotte, she's like, yeah, you know, Tony's cousin said that he was a four. We found out that he was a four, but like he's a totally different type of four. And I'm like, yeah, that's my husband's four. <laughs> um, and, um, and then there's stackings too, right? So these different subtypes are basically just three legs to a stool. So the number just sits on top. So they all have the same core motivations. He mm-hmm. still has that. But yes, for him, um, it could kind of seep out, but he's okay with it because he is a withdrawn type. In the same way for you, uh-huh. Tony, as a nine, you kind of need a break away to go within. Those fours, they they really stay within as well, and they are okay with um, not fixing it. Fours are okay with not fixing emotions. I wouldn't say they're not okay with fixing problems, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're they're okay with not fixing emotions. And something that if you're looking for a tip to connect with that person, just say, "Hey, you look like there's something on your mind or something on your heart. I'm here for you if you want to talk about it." And just extend that invitation because they are self-preservation, because they think about their needs and how they survive. Safety is huge. Safety is huge for them. So just creating that safe space like, hey, I'm here for you, but not being a two, right? Like, I'm here to rescue you. Mm-hmm. Like, just just tell me everything and I'll just fix it. They're just like, no, I just need to express mm-hmm. how I feel. Um, and and yeah, they're, they're good at that. I don't know um, if they feel lonely, though. I know that sometimes my husband has said that. I think for twos, right, we can shift things in nines. We can shift things into positive positivity, right? So there's a quote where it was like, um, there's only one you in the world. Like everyone else is taken mm-hmm. or something like that. And he goes, that's so lonely. And I'm like, whoa, I never mm-hmm. thought of it like that. <laughs> um, and so it's very interesting. But yes, um, that's on a side note for him. Going back to what my husband can improve on is, yeah, that self-observancy in his emotions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think he is so deep into the emotion that he is feeling and that feeling doesn't always reflect reality and that can get in the way of us um, hashing things out, that gets in the way of repairing the relationship and that gets in the way of, yeah, just communicating. So, for example, if he feels that I am mad at him, he's going to sink into those feelings of, like, God, like, I'm not good enough for her. Like, she's better off without me. Like, why am I dragging her down? And so then it's about me, 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 me. And so that's the self-absorbed. It's not like, oh, like, I am doing this for her, and I I did this to her, and I hurt her in this way. It's, like, his Mm self-worth. Like, oh, I'm shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I ain't shit, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm trying to tell him, like, honey, I love you, though. And he goes, he's like, no, like, I, my own voice is true. I am shit, and you can't tell me otherwise. And so it's really frustrating for me as a two because I'm like, what's going on? And, like, I want to help you, and I just want to love you. Like, why can't we just talk this through and then, like, move on? And so he really needs to um, feel those emotions and then try to find his way out of it that is how a four grows is that because they have all these intense emotions 
they need to find a way to balance those emotions so those heavy emotions can have the same weight as those light emotions Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that he can prove on now let's switch it back (laughs) i wonder what he would say about me right um i think what he would love about me is that i um that i i do love people um that i have a heart of gold that i do so much for other people but yeah but what he doesn't like about me as a two is that because I'm so other-oriented, I'm not focused on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he doesn't feel special and he doesn't feel loved, right? So he knows my capacity to love other people and then he kind of feels like, well, why do I have to share that with other people? Why can't I be the main star or the, the main focus of your life? Um, so I know he gets, um, I know he's trying to um, allow me to love other people and I'm not saying like he's controlling or anything but he just needs um because fours have the desire to be special he wants me to love him in a special way and that my love for him to be unique and only to him that I don't replicate that with anyone else Mm -hmm. and that is how he feels fully loved by me um and I have to do a better job of doing that because I'm like, but my love is like for everyone and anyone can have the same access to me. And he's like, no, not me. What about <laughs> Yes. I've known a couple of type twos through my life and uh, Linda's one of them. And the thing about Linda like that I love um, about her is that, yeah, like she does in a way know your, your needs. And like whenever I would come to her, you know, especially when it's like a long-term fix or whatever it is, um, you know, she she would, you know, be she she would be vulnerable but then also she would she would tell me like hey like this is what it is um and i i've never felt um too invasive of my space i think as a nine you can you know you have your own space and stuff like that where like um you know where i i can i can see how how you know if a two is like yo i know what you need how that can be Oh, we, we love being invasive. So <laughs> I think it's invasive. only because I know you're a nine, maybe, yeah. but I can be all up in your business. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, you know, like, um, you know, um, with, with Linda, the, the reason why, why um, I, I love her as a two is because, especially with me, where um, I think she she knows that she can be invasive, but she, she, she holds back on that. And that's because yeah. of the Enneagram, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she holds back on that. And so then she only... Um, so pretty much kind of what you were saying earlier, right? Where she meets me where I mm-hmm. need to be met. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I love um, about her being a two. I feel like, you know, would, would you call it like an unhealthy two where like you could just be all up in the face? Like, this yes. Is and twos and nines have a very interesting dynamic. And I know that um, like when we are unhealthy... And when we are in relationships with nines, whether they are friends, family, or lovers, when we start to feel that you don't appreciate us, Mm -hmm. that's when we get really stressed out. And then we come in closer and closer and closer. And then nines are like, whoa, 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 right? So an unhealthy two would continue for you to see like the need that when you don't see what we do for you and that's not even with nines with anyone i guess this is the downside of it too if we don't if you don't appreciate what we're doing for you we get mad real quick (laughs) (laughs) um and we do badger and we do get incest like invasive and we get stressed out but it's all because we need you to see us Mm. and that's the thing with nines is that because nines are at the top 
they can be the most stubborn of all of the types where they just shut you down. Yep. You can't bother a nine. Once they retreat, mm-hmm. they are gone until they want to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is that, you know, when you say that, you might think that that's unhealthy, right? But for two, that is very healthy to see because it's saying it's okay for me to take space. Twos, it's okay for you to take space, for mm-hmm. you to retreat, for you to find what you need. And so that's what I love about the relationships between nines and twos is that we... Um, can really complement each other of how to be in the world, whether that's taking space, withdrawing, being in people's lives, helping them or not. Um, I think that's one of the cool ways that twos and nines relate to each other. Knowing you as a two, you're always very generous and nurturing. And since you do know what we need, you challenge me. I just thought I was just gonna sit in these negative emotions, <laughs> but okay, I have to do something about it. But yeah, I really appreciated that. Are we going to talk about each other? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> about a four, what I love about Charlotte as a four, because she's not the same four as your husband. Oh, yes, she is not. I mean, not. So, like, she's more of a social four. So, the thing about her is that, like, I've always loved this from the from the beginning of when we talked, um, was how open and authentic you were, because that in itself created this space for me to to um, be vulnerable and to open up. Like, I didn't realize, like, I'm like, dude, I ain't even met this girl and like, well, like the second day we started texting, like, I'm already like talking about all these. And so it's just like, you created that space and that authenticity is like, is very true to who you are as a four. I love how you can navigate emotions because that's where I suck at. And I think that's where, you know, when I'm saying like, your strength is my weakness and we help each other in that. Like the way how you navigate emotions, the way how you, you help me kind of direct like oh yeah this is how you're feeling or like or or how do you or you know pretty much just kind of directing me to the to the right emotions because like i was telling you right like i i like i could feel it but i can't put words into what that feeling is right uh and so um you know and i've been doing that my whole life you know like i've just been feeling it but i can't really direct it so you know for you to actually have somebody who's like hey like this is your emotion like someone who's emotionally intelligent I'm like hey this is what it is and blah blah and I'm like oh okay cool because it kind of gives me like a insight and not not only just with that like I feel like every every part of you kind of connects you know because you have like a deep curiosity of just people in general mm-hmm. and so that in itself creates a lot of um, questions that you asked me and I realized in beginning stages of our relationship and, and even so now right like where you're able to like uh, be curious of who I am, what I'm going through, uh, what the situation, and develop questions on the spot, and and ask me to to dig in deeper, and that way it kind of helped me kind of go in more as well too. And I'm like, oh okay, maybe that's what it is, you know. And so, um, you know, all all those things combined, and even though you don't believe it, you don't believe it, but I do really appreciate your creative side of you, right? Mm-hmm. I know you. I know that's a side that you haven't really totally like acknowledged. You know, your your creativeness may not be, you know, the the normal like arts, music, whatever it is. Although you do play piano, uh, and, it's, and and we have started painting, but you know, like your your creativeness, like I've seen you shine through content creating, you know, for your page, for Soul Sisters, you know, and even for our our podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and so like all that combined, 
Like you have your own niche, which is very far of, of what you're creative about. All those things combined has really helped me kind of focus. And lastly, 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 staying true to who you are. Because um, it's so, so it's such a form for you to be different and be who you are and like find your niche and find who you are. That in a way, as me as a nine, you know, who's kind of like, I don't know, like kind of withdrawn at times and stuff like that and um, can see the world from multiple perspectives. So in a way, being influenced from a lot of, a lot of sides, which isn't necessarily bad, but that in a way can like leave me kind of like all over the place. So to be able to see you be like, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to show up um, and this is how I'm going to work towards becoming, you know, the future self mm-hmm. of who I am. Like it, it's, it's just an inspiration for me to see and it allows me to be like, okay, well, you know, maybe you got to stop taking so much multiple perspectives and kind of like dive into like becoming who who I am and different avenues of my life. Yeah, that, those are all the things that I, I love about four. What you can improve upon. Oh, I thought you were, were going to forget that part. <laughs> what you can improve upon. Um, I don't know. Maybe just helping me navigate. Like you're good at helping me navigate through my emotions, but maybe helping me navigate through your emotions. Helping you understand how yeah. I feel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, like, we've been trying multiple, like, like we've been doing some trial and errors on that. Yeah. And I think we're, we're, we're kind of close to cracking down on yeah. on how you help me on that, um, which is pretty much, tell me how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell me how it is. Like, you know, because we used to do the, she used to do the hints. Right? We all, like, as women, we all do. I'm yeah. like, man, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> or I'll ask questions to feel out how you feel about yeah. it. And I was like, oh, you don't feel the same. Yeah, like, <laughs> ask me questions, see how I feel, and then if I don't, if I don't get it right on the first time, like shuts it down. And I'm just like, bro, just tell me how it is, like so that way I can focus on what the issue is or what the emotion is. Yeah. And we and we we we've realized like it, it has helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That's pretty much how I feel about um, a social four, you know, like Charlotte. What I love about you as a nine <laughs> is... Everything. <laughs> Everything. Okay, we can just <laughs> cut it now, <laughs> but um, your inner peace, although sometimes I do feel like your inner peace disrupts my peace within our relationship, mm-hmm. I really learn to um, be appreciative of that because I don't have a lot of inner peace. So seeing you have it and do it so gracefully when you are being healthy about it motivates me to find like, okay, how do I um, realign myself in the ways that you do and how you do ask for your space um, Mm -hmm. now and how you do take time to recollect your thoughts and your feelings. And I don't do that. I feel like if I feel it now, I'm gonna tell you. And then you ask me, like, okay, well, why do you feel that way? I haven't figured out why I feel that way, but I just know that I feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and you're so easygoing. Nothing bothers you for a long time. Like, you know, the rare yeah. moments where I'm wrong. <laughs> you <laughs> take my apology. You give me the benefit of the doubt. And then you move on. Where for me, I'm like, I'll consider your apology. <laughs> um, True. And you also, like, provide such as like a safe space for me to come to you with my messy emotions like you've Mm. never made me feel although like when I say that I feel like I'm too much or I'm not enough 
I've learned that that's something that's internal, not anything that you're doing to me. But you're always there to just like take it in and you're really good at um, like affirming me and like being proactive of finding ways for me to feel like my best self. Mm. Yeah. But what I need to work on (laughs) is just your positivity. Sometimes it's just too much for me. It doesn't allow me to really feel my feelings and like express what I'm going through because sometimes when you're so positive, I feel like it shuts me down and mm-hmm. it makes me feel bad to be negative because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, he feels so good. Like, I can't tell him this. And I also know you take things really hard um, when you know that you've let me down. So like, I'm trying to learn how to reframe that. You just know that like you did something, but it doesn't make me hate mm-hmm. you. It doesn't make me like not accept you anymore. It's, I guess it's kind of a synonym, like me just being optimistic Yeah. about... <clears throat> About outcomes. It is actually your coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. Just me, uh, like, like, like. I don't want people to get the 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 the, the um, wrong thing of me being a positive vibe only. <laughs> I'm not a positive vibe only person. <laughs> but, but like, like, um, I do have like optimistic, optimistic outcome, like, like lookout. Just so, like, like you said, it's a coping mechanism so that I know not everything gonna be shits. Mm-hmm. You know that we can come overcome, but yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, but but then like I, I see where you're coming from, where like I'm like putting that outlook and outcome right directly on you when you're just like, I'm just trying to be present in the moment how I'm feeling, and where I'm just like, I'm just trying to let you know when I'm feeling those negative um, emotions, your positive emotions is is far reaching. It's not reality to me. It feels like if I take your positive aspect my feelings are not valid mm-hmm. and like they're not real um and like i'm like cheating myself in a way and i'm trying to learn how to like navigate that but yeah it just feels like if if i accept that then i don't have a truth mm-hmm. yeah. yeah when charlotte is going through her emotions she literally has a cloud over here mm-hmm. yeah that's what so it feels like when you're like hey there's a light over there there's a light over there she's like where? <laughs> All I see is the clouds. <laughs> so she's like, you're lying to me. I don't believe you. Yes. You just need to see the cloud with me. And you're like, you just need to stand up taller. Just stand up taller. <laughs> you're like, but it's so heavy. So it's just really interesting um, to see your dynamics work out because you need him to emotionally react or respond mm-hmm. to validate your emotions. Mm-hmm. And he needs that um that positivity at the end of the tunnel yeah. to make sure that he's going to be okay. Like mm-hmm. that's his piece that he's going to be okay at the end. So that's really interesting. And um, it was amazing to hear you guys say those things to each other and reflect on those things of um, being vulnerable and honest. And um, that's what relationships are like being curious, being vulnerable and allowing each other to adjust and pivot in order for the relationship to flourish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, as, as you can see, like, Charlotte and I, we've learned a lot about each other um, through our Enneagram, and a lot of, a lot of that help has, has been coming from, you know, doing our, doing our own research and stuff like that, but Linda has helped us kind of um, navigate through the Enneagram and, and how to, to help us unlearn our own patterns. And so uh, to, to push the conversation forward a little bit, um, in relation to our podcast name, right, Unlearning Patterns, um, what, one of the things that I've learned 
um, or that I have to to unlearn as a nine um, to show up better, not only just for my relationship with Charlotte, but just in life in general, uh, is to not avoid conflicts at all time. And and for, for me to do that, you know, I have to take baby steps with that. I can't just change that cold turkey 180 the next day and just just like face every conflict that comes in my day because that's super draining. But being able to pick out certain certain conflicts throughout the day, whether that's at work, right? For example, um, you know, at work, if 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 I'm leading the project and I feel like I need what I have to say, um, maybe different from what you know my supervisor, my coworkers have to say um, about certain 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 um, um, topics and stuff like that. Well, maybe for me to interject mm-hmm. and to, to to voice my opinion, right? And you know, and and that's not necessarily going to cause like all the the conflicts in the world, but 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 you know, like like just being able to overcome that fear of like this could be a potential conflict, right? And to be able to take those slow steps each and every day in different avenues in in, in my life, um, and to be able to 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 face it head on that way, you know, when when I'm um, showing up for Charlotte, right? Like for her, like you know, she needs to be in her emotions. That way I can just face that head on rather than withdrawing or um, doing any other unhealthy things. That's what I had to unlearn as a nine. Uh, what about you? I'm learning to like change the narrative and unlearning um, being comfortable sitting in negativity. It's even uncomfortable for me to admit that. Positivity is really hard for me to have grasp of and I see all of my life lessons, everything that's happened to me up to this point, as like, see, this is a reminder that you're not good enough. And like being able to change that narrative and to feel my feelings, but also accepting like, um, it's not the whole truth. And um, my feelings and for it to not be the truth can like coexist within me. And like, I can make space for that because by making that space allows me to um, show up and love myself better too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, as far as unlearning patterns, I think a pattern of mine is unsolicited advice or help. And so I've run into situations or people where what I think they need is not wanted. Even though it's a need, they don't want it. Uh, and I've had to... I have this immense responsibility, this message that tells me you are responsible for the well-being of other people and you have what it takes to tell them what they need to do so that they can um, flourish in life, right? And I think I've had to unlearn that everything's going to be okay, Linda, if you don't step up. People will find their own way. Like the acorn will eventually turn into an oak tree whether you had some sort of um, investment in it or attachment in the situation or not. And so not everything hinges on your ability to find what is most helpful or what is needed in the situation. And that's really hard for me because that is like tied to my worth. Like I am worthy if I can do this for you. Um, And so I've had to unlearn that and being still and seeing things unfold and allowing people 
to find their own way as they learn through life. And it's so helpful for me to be as a teacher as well because for me as a teacher, it's very easy for me to not give the student the answer right away. And so I need to apply that the same way to my friends and my loved ones that I don't need to give them the answer right away. And they make their own meaning and it's more meaningful when they find their own path. And so that is um, a pattern that I am unlearning. Although I know it's a strength of mine, I need to learn when to show up when people ask for it. And then if they don't ask for it, that I am okay um, and that everybody else is okay if I am not needed in that way. I guess my question for you both is, with these little mini sessions, mini coaching sessions that we've had, um, what is one takeaway that... um, or one insight that you can take away from our conversations or our coaching? I think for me, one insight is that we two, like us both are different individuals, that we have to be able to to, uh, respect and appreciate each other's differences, and in a way to be able to, um, to, to see how each other operate and to be able to to not take it personally to where we're like, oh, well, you know, that's kind of fucked up. But also to to work together and come with a solution that will work best for us to, in order to accommodate and, and compromise. Um, so that's, that's like, my, my biggest takeaway is just learning ways how to, like, accommodate and compromise based on who we are. And, you know, that way, you know, we're not forcing each other to change. Yeah, I think initially, like, when I bring something to Linda, it's always like me wanting to change you. Why doesn't he understand this? Why can't he just do this? Like it would just be so easier if he did everything my way because I know the best way of this relationship and like the way you provide insight to of like, well, this is why he can't. And um, also like providing insight for me too and like my, my um, blind sides of him. That's been really helpful. Um, sometimes I'm not a fan <laughs> of the truths you bring forward, but like it's always true. I feel like there's always moments where you tell me something and like it's uncomfortable, it challenges me. And I always come back like, oh, that was really good. It has helped in the way I um, interact with Tony, where things are more smooth. I feel like we're not walking on eggshells mm-hmm. and. Um, we, I feel like when we talk now, like we, we try to understand first instead of like responding. Because I feel like before, when Tony would say something to me, I would just be like, okay, I'm gonna say this next. He missed this point, whatever. But like now I'm able to be like, oh, maybe he missed this point because of this, because he's like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly amazing that you guys are able to not weaponize right? The Enneagram would be like, because you're this type, that's why we do this and we do that. And it's so tempting. I've definitely done that with my husband. (laughs) And so, but that is the essence of relationship resiliency, right? Mm -hmm. The ability to go through a problem and then come out on the other side, even stronger Mm -hmm. and even transformed, right? And the way that we understand each other and the way that we honor each other and celebrate each other. And so with the coaching that I do, um, some values that are important to me um, as I coach clients and couples are honor, curiosity, safety, connection, 
forgiveness, empathy, self-awareness, and especially repair. And so that's where the resiliency comes in is this desire to repair the relationship. And I think that we as just young adults, we don't see the repair in our everyday lives with mm -hmm. the relationship that we already have. And we don't see it in movies. Mm -hmm. We see this huge sweeping in of like this changed person out of love, right? But real relationship to work that muscle of resiliency to continue to piece back your relationship together because essentially what a conflict is is just missed, uh, missed connection. And when we miss that connection, we need to come back to repair that connection so that it's no longer missed, but it's actually met. Um, and so I'm super excited to um, open up to listeners out there that if you feel that um, you're in a place where you are desiring, right, and curious to know more about yourself and your partner, um, Charlotte and Tony definitely has my information. You can find me on Enneagram underscore up on Instagram for a free 20-minute consultation to see if this is really for you. Or if you feel like you are a couple or an individual in the couple where you feel really stuck, right? Um, I know Charlotte and I, whenever Charlotte comes to me, she does feel like, oh my God, I'm stuck and I hate being the cycle and it's frustrating. If you feel that way as well, uh, perhaps the Enneagram is a way that you can explore who you really are and how you do the things you do, why you do the things you do, and the same as your partner. And so that you guys can have that language to really honor each other and to really have that relationship resiliency that we all desire. And essentially what it is is really just hope for your relationship, right? Hope for it to thrive, hope for it to be successful, and hope, right, to be loved, seen, and appreciated. Um, and so I'm excited to... Uh, really get to know all of you listeners more. Um, when we have that consultation, definitely say, you know, um, you know, uh, shout out to Charlotte or Tony, um, to Soul Sisters or to even Unlearning Patterns um, to get 15% off of your session, whether it's single or couples. Um, and yeah, we'll be, um, it'll be interesting and I am excited to start that journey with you. What is one message that you want to leave for our listeners? Yeah, I think a message that I would leave is that transformation is available to any person. It's a matter of beginning that journey of self-awareness. And with that, to challenge yourself to never deny an opportunity for growth. That is a really good way to, to put it and to leave a message. You know, I think never deny an opportunity for growth and always to, to build more self-awareness so that you know how you can grow mm -hmm. um, has been really great. And the Enneagram has taught all three of us and many more um, how to do that. And so, uh, you know, this concludes our episode of the Enneagram. And, you know, we are just really appreciative of Linda coming on and, you know, just having a conversation with us but also shedding light about the Enneagram to our listeners um, so that you know maybe they can use this as a tool for their growth and development uh, personally for themselves and also for their relationship and you know if you all feel like you know you need any um, 
relation not relationship advice but like you know like just just um relationship resiliency uh definitely reach out to linda we will have all her information posted uh in our social media uh, so definitely check that out and reach out to her it's a free 20 minute consultation so you can literally what can take, you lose you guys yeah. you can only you, gain <laughs> yeah like you can literally like i mean not to say you should do this but you can literally just use the 20 minutes to kind of just gain more insight on the enneagram and all that and so um yeah again thank you linda we really appreciate having you on this is a really fun episode you gave us a lot to kind of reflect upon and discuss upon uh, with the enneagram yeah thanks for having me